Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome to the freshest edition of the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. This is, as you know, the show about the show, the show within the show. And today's show within the show should be a rather interesting one. You can always download the PGP by searching Permission Granted on iTunes and downloading it there for free. Subscribe. It's also available on the normal DA Show iTunes feed. And the brand new website is great. It's easy to download all of these episodes and everything else from the show. Just go to daoncbs.com, click on the audio tab, and you'll see all of the cuts and all of the hours and all of the Permission Granted podcasts, etc. Mirage on side B is going to interview Mike Carver who is the producer, one of the producers, along with Mafia, of the Scott Farrell Extravaganza, 10 p.m. until 2 2 p.m., 2 a.m. Eastern Time, here on CBS Sports Radio. Scotty Farrell is a huge favorite of ours on the show. He's always been incredibly awesome to us and a huge part of our show when we were doing nights and overnights. And so we love all the guys over there, but apparently Carver has some harsh words about how we have put Robbie Rosenhaus on a platform, whether or not he liked him and that was for public dissemination, whether Mraz flapped his gums, whether I shared too much, I overshared. So that's coming up on side B. Side A will be a sit-down interview with a guy that knows Robbie best, and that'll be Ike Feldman. So we'll get to that coming up here in mere moments. I do want to hit two pieces of business first. Number one, thanks to everybody who subscribed to Nomad and then entered their subscriber name over the last two weeks into our drawing for the 100 DA show koozies. If you were unable to get involved in this before April the 1st, you really missed out because we have DA show koozies and they're awesome. And they say a little wet, little drippy. And we're going to be randomly selecting 100 winners from the submissions we got over the last couple of weeks and send them out. And I can't wait for you guys to have these in your hands for the summer and the warm weather and drinking cold beers and other drinks by the pool or the lake or at the beach or just in the backyard and grilling out at the ball game or whatever, and you're going to love these. If you didn't get in your enter, the, the entrance to this contest, I would just tell you this. Go to YouTube, search Nomad Damon, my name backwards. Find the channel and subscribe because what we're going to do is we're going to use that as a great bank of winners over the course of the next few months. And so it, there's always going to be a value, believe me, to being a subscriber there. It's worth your time because as we give away other DA show prizes, we'll go to our subscriber list over there. 
So definitely go subscribe, and you'll get taken care of hopefully down the line. And for those that entered into our koozie contest, nice job, and we'll be picking those at the by the end of the week. Now, I want to also get to a few Trash Tuesdays we were unable to get to uh, by the end of Tuesday's show because you guys have become just a fury on Trash Tuesday, which has been awesome. And I thank you guys so much because you guys just brought the noise every Tuesday. And I've had so many, I can't even get to them over the course of the show. Steve Vance Mack tweets, I'm trashing people who take the handicapped shopping carts away from people who are actually handicapped. You've been trashed. Is that something that happens? That's just low. James tweets, good morning, DA. I'm trashing people who vape in restaurants. I'm eating here. Hashtag, it's me. That's me. Hashtag, Tom Hamilton. Boom. Trashed. Great reference on Tuesday's show. And, yeah, I mean, vaping is its cleaner, I guess, than smoking. It smells better. Sometimes I hear or I smell people, like, smoking butterscotch vape or cotton candy vape on the streets. I'm like, ooh, that kind of smells good. But I still don't need that in my face as I eat. Jason tweets, I'm trashing anyone who is trashing Mraz who is calling Sister Jean a fraud. She is a fraud. Biggest fraud in sports history. None fraud. You're so trashy. Jason, you're absolutely wrong on this. It is ridiculous. I've gone over my take on this a million times over on the show. But for Mraz or anybody else to be calling out the fandom of a 98-year-old nun is just height and the epitome of Loserville. Beeswax tweets in DA, I'm trashing small towns in the middle of nowhere with no public toilets. Must be Trash Tuesday. No public toilets is a problem anywhere, not just small towns. Believe me, here in Manhattan, here in New York City, you can get caught in one of those bad boys. You know, if you don't eat the food at that restaurant, they don't let you in. Bathroom for customers only. That's everywhere. It's a problem. And Matt tweets, I'm trashing homeowners who ask you to do construction jobs on spring break and let their kids play in the yard. Please stay off of my scaffolding and keep your kid away from my circular saw. Epic trash job. Matt, that sounds like a litigation waiting to happen, so get the kids away from the heavy machinery. All right, so let's get into our guest here. Our guest is Ike Feldman. Ike is one of the executive producers of the After Hours with Amy Lawrence program that airs overnights here on CBS Sports Radio, 2A until 6A Eastern Time. Of course, Amy and him and Tom Benedetto. There you go. You're Italian, too. I am. And they took over for our, our, our cast of characters when we left the overnight show after the first two years here on CBS Sports Radio. We did it 2013-2014. January 1, 2015, we moved to evenings. At that point in time, Amy and the crew took over. Ike is probably the closest friend of Robbie Rosenhaus here at the at the CBS Sports Radio hallways. And this is interesting because... Robbie has kind of taken on a bit of a, a Haley's Comet type feel. It's like everybody's talking about him out of nowhere, and he might just coast into the night, and then we might not see him again for another 86 years. And Ike... You're not missing Robbie. You're Ike, not going to miss Robbie. Ike works with Robbie and knows Robbie and maybe better than anybody else. So Ike reached out to me and said he wanted to jump on the PGP, that he had things to say. And I said, okay. I don't know if I'm pounding Robbie too much, but he's become such a polarizing figure. I feel like at least one more episode of the PGP is worthy of the subject of Robbie because he is so polarizing and now amongst the listeners as well. So Ike 
joins me now. Ike, welcome to the PGP. This is your first or your second appearance on here? This is my second. The first was the uh, Donut Friday episode, the right. whole controversy with Entenmann's versus Dunkin' Donuts. I'm that guy, folks. Right. You're that guy. That's right. So let's go back to the beginning. Robbie Rosenhaus began working here at CBS Sports Radio two years ago. Is that right? I don't know. Honestly, okay. we don't talk that much about oh. how his his work, his actual work. I'm just asking you when you met him. Uh, last year, and then we did our first road trip in April of last year. By road trip, you are one of the co-hosts, along with Pete Hoffman, of Outside the Cage, yep. which is a very popular, um, downloadable podcast here within the CBS family. Sure. All about MMA, and you guys have done amazing things with that and elevated your brand to now hosting a show after the upcoming UFC fight at Barclay Center. Is that right? That's right. Now that's in Did a couple... you say Barclays or Barclays? Because I'm I getting said, yelled at from a lot of people. Right. It's Barclays, almost like Charles Barkley. Spell it that way then. Right. It's spelled Barclay. Okay. So you have started taking road trips. We've taken road trips with Robbie to do MMA coverage for the pod. Yes. Okay. When you talk about Robbie now, are you a friend or just a colleague or a peer? I just you want to. Can I start from how much time do we have? All the time you want. Okay, I met Robbie just because. Yeah. Well, first off, I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you've done for uh, CBS Sports Radio, now Intercom Radio or Skynet Radio, whatever they're going to call. Everything it. I'm doing for the network. Yes, everything you've done for the network, for the brand for the NFL countdown shows. You've made hosts so jealous that they're like, "How the hell do I get number three? How can I be number four on the list?" You yeah. made. A, you're a talented dude. Thank you. You're a hard worker. And you're a forward thinker. And I like that you're doing this, uh, bringing in Robbie to explain himself. Because a lot of people resent Robbie and hate Robbie and don't take the time to get to know him. But that's why I appreciate you because you sat down with the the house, the hoss. You gave him a name. People usually call him, can I curse on this? Sure. Ass, <laughs> head, lazy, <laughs> fat, <laughs> chubbo. And this is coming directly from my end and Peter Hoffman, my co-host. He absolutely hates polar opposites of Robbie. He's competent. He's a father. He's married. He shows up on time. He leaves on time. So I completely understand why the Hoff, because we have the Hoff and the house now. I under completely understand why Pete called out Robbie. Pete, your co-host. Yeah. I totally understand. Robbie is a very, 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 listen up, Robbie, don't get sensitive, a very incompetent worker. Hmm. He's an awesome friend. He's in, he's employed here, though, to do some producing duties behind the scenes. I don't know why. Edit tape, do things like this. I don't know why. Log highlights, and you you find him incompetent in that role. Extremely, extremely. And I I, I, I am kind of the pest, the pot stirrer. I know Robbie's attention span. Uh, Robbie, he's like a seven-year-old kid. You can snap your fingers and get a conversation sparked, and he'll he'll continue the conversation. Yeah, he's awful. Okay. Okay. That's, so you're I calling kill him. You're calling Robbie awful at his job and incompetent and incompetent and uh, undependable and not timely, not punctual. All of those things. And we ran. This is taking a lot for me to say, man. But it should. I'm nervous. I mean, it this should, is a good friend. It this shouldn't because his punctuality here. was called into question last week when he didn't show up on time for his own interview that I was going to have with him. And I could be at times like a I made sure that punctuality was the key, the start to this recording. Yes, we said 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. We had gone off the air half hour ago, and that was the same thing. Robbie said he was going to be here at noon last week. He got I here wasn't at 12.26. You, like you came at 12.30. You told me you were going to be here at 12.30. You had learned your lesson. He lied to you. 
It's tardy. I heard tardiness three times. He, he said he got he stuck in traffic. Th- three syllable words to try to get out of things. He's a very smart, at times conniving figure. He's conniving. Yes, so, okay. but he knows it doesn't work against me. That's why we we appreciate each other. I go, Robbie, Robbie. Sometimes okay. I have to uncle him. So let me start here. There's with a the lot Rob- going on. Yeah, let me start here with Robbie. Let, let's let's kind of streamline this and keep it focused for the people that that don't have all the inner knowledge that you do of the situation. Let's start here. Why do you think people dislike Robbie Rosenhaus? Because I brought him up on the show. I think he's a talented guy. Him and Mraz had a really good side B in the PGP. I was like, we should get him more involved. Everybody flipped out around here. Why? Because he's literally and figuratively a big personality. And you can be a big personality, literally or figuratively. I don't judge. But you have to be a good worker first. Cause so you think there's a resentment because he stinks at his work. Awful. And he, uh, I don't want to say throw under the bus, sometimes doesn't pick up his end of, uh, grab his end of the share, whatever analogy you want to use for that. He doesn't uh, hold up his end of the bargain when he it comes. He shirks responsibility, yes. passes it off on no, other people. Use that college education. I need help you. He admitted that he had left a shift early to go drive Uber. Why are you admitting that? At least lie. At least lie, Robbie. We know you can lie. I was tardy, DA. Oh, when it has something to help me or self-promote me, I have to admit tardiness. Say your mother's on fire and rolling in gasoline. Robbie, lie. Don't say you're going to work another job. Use your brains. That's at times why he falls short. I love him. I see how talented he is, but it's like, wake up, kid. You got the whole future ahead of you. You're a 35-year-old baby. Wake up, Robbie. So you feel like he's immature, emotional. Oh, my gosh. Immature is an understatement of the world. 35 years old. <laughs> yes. He holds this job. People and he looks great for 35. People don't like him because he shirks his responsibility. Yep. Do people not like him because he's very opinionated? Of course. Oh, of so course. that's another part of it. Yeah, Vikings going to win. Carver. You don't, uh, whatever Carver impression, you don't pick your team before they play. That's why uh, Carver's into it, Robbie, because of the Vikings-Eagles. Okay, so you'll hear from Mike, Mike Carver coming up here on the side B with Moraz. But okay, so that so that's the, that's the essence of it. Oh. Is he misunderstood? You know Very him much. You Very know much. him better. Okay, how? Because nobody gives him a chance around here. Again, back to I, that's what I appreciate about you. You're progressive. You're smart. You're a thinker. Intelligent. Uh, good dressed or well dressed. Some it's the Long Islander in me that that screws up and fumbles words. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I'll get to the reason why I'm a real Long Islander. And similar to Joe D, how he's a real Westchesterian, Sean is a fake and a fraud Long Islander. Moraz is a fraud. As soft as whipped cream. As huh. soft as whipped cream. But we'll get into that. I, I wrote a list because my okay. brain doesn't work sometimes okay. because I actually played sports, Sean. Okay. Flag football. Get out of here. All right. So back to Robbie. The side that I see is a very gentle, smart, approachable kid. He's not this huge. Oh, what? Can't keep calling him a kid, though. He's 35. He's not a kid. He's 35. I'm a teenager. I might be 21. No, Uh, 35 is not a kid anymore. Right. Of course. The government doesn't think he's a kid, but Robbie (laughs) thinks he's a kid. He thinks he runs through a story like La La Land. I can uh, drink my drink. I can do my things. uh, And I have no consequences. I have no consequences. Why does he feel that way? Because he's still a child and he's... Is that his parenting? Yes. Yes, you said it. I'm glad you said it. So his parents treat him like a 35-year-old oversized child. You're a product of your parents and your environment. I've never met them, never spoke to them. But 
the painting's on the wall, and it's a pretty big painting. So you have spent enough time on it, so you, you feel like they're enabling his immaturity. Yes, lifelong enabling. Hmm. And it hurts him. I love Robbie, but his his parents moved away, so now it, because you get to a certain age, your, your parents want to retire, they want to go to Florida and play golf. Robbie, he wants to be in radio. He's still young. He's still exuberant for the city, so he wanted to stay up here. So, Robbie, I hope you, you – I think he's getting in gear. You do? Yes, I do. Based on what? Based on that he's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you hope. I don't know. You hope. I don't know. He screwed up everything he's touched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Robbie. I'm sorry. Brother, I love you, but come on. Wake up and smell the coffee. Literally, I've told him to have coffee to to be a more confident worker. He refuses. Lacks focus. Yes, very much. ADD child. Millennial. Lacks work ethic? He's not a millennial. He's 35 years old. Uh, I believe the cutoff is 86. Actually, <laughs> uh, Google can solve a lot of things, folks. We should be smarter with smartphones, not right. dumber. But when people talk about millennials, they're talking about people usually in their 20s. Right. Well, Robbie was a little sheltered. That's the easy way sheltered. to put it growing up. Okay. He didn't do anything until he went to the University of Minnesota. Everybody's tuned into the podcast around the station, man. You, you got everybody. The PGP. Every, I well, said the PPG, the points per game podcast, or the... I, I'm apolog- my apologies well, for that in the, the permi- tweet. The permission granted podcast has now become kind of like the <laughs> internal therapy session for the company. Bravo. It's where everybody Bravo, comes to Damon. expose their their inner workings. So I think Robbie is a misunderstood guy because I think that people just see his brashness, his attitude, and he rubs people the wrong way by the saying, big bad wolf? I'm the, yeah, he says, I'm the big bad wolf. I'm the smartest guy in here. I'm one of the smartest guys in That's here. That's because I told him that. I'm a talent. You see it. Nobody else sees it. And that just drives people batty if, as you said, you don't do the work. And so that's where people are with it. And I hope that, I hope that he can get this on the straight and narrow because I, I'm a, I think he's a likable dude. I, do I, I like him. I think I he's smart. Too. And you know, he's in like this, a brother to me. In this business, Having somebody who's smart and fast and fun and all those things is vital to being on the air. You feel it, right? And he can do that. He can get back and forth with you, and he's likable, I think. But I don't work with him, so I've never been burned by his work ethic, and that must be what everybody – because everybody grinds around here. Producers grind, and that is a badge of honor. It is true. And if you don't do it, you are immediately shunned. It's true. It's true. That's why – as you said, I'm doing a show on the network. It's kind of crazy. Like, it's hitting me like, wow, this is something I can't screw up. It's a big opportunity here. Congrats to Sean, honestly, for pushing that through. He had a passive aggressively let me know, like, hey, kid, good job. But remember who did it first on Twitter? So Mraz kind of took a little condescending shot a little bit because Does he, he even know what condescending is. No, but he's one of the, the producer. He is one of the first producers to get on air. Yeah. At he's CBS first. Sports Radio. The first. And so Mraz hosts some of the overnights, filling in for Amy. Some of JK shows, thank goodness. Some of Sean, Kincaid's. you're cleaning up the weekend on the network. <laughs> some of Kincaid shows. And then now, since you are getting a shift to do MMA stuff. It's important. It's he cool. Was like, he feels like he did it first. He's like the kingmaker around here. Exactly. He, he's a little bit of a big brother. He's got seniority on me. So I appreciate that. It, it's part of the Hazen process. Robbie doesn't like the Hazen process. And that's why I kind of, if people look at me, he screws up Steve Summer Show, which Pete works directly with. He does an outstanding, outstanding job with me on the road and outside the cage podcast. So it's like, it's it's crazy how Pete's like, if you go on one more road trip with this kid, I'm done. And I'm like, 
but he's really fun and he's really smart and he's really confident on the road, Pete. I swear, he's a different guy. Hmm. And he really is, and that's the Robbie I see. But he wants to, at time, pop the champagne before he buys it. Mm. And that doesn't work in this business, as he you said, laid out. He said he got burned uh, in previous stops because sometimes management, he had a problem with management. Excuses. And, he, and at one point he said 95% of the problem at one stop was his own. And he said uh, he had some demons. Yeah. He had some baggage, maybe. He Damon, said, do you what? have one demon? I got a couple demons. Sure, everybody's everybody's got, demons. got some baggage. Everybody's got What's some baggage. his baggage, though? Oh, my gosh. It's a cargo fleet. That's Robbie's baggage flying over us. So, so, so then he went to go approach other people that said they didn't like him around here. And I think then that also added another layer of... Why are you coming at me? And he did get mad. I saw there was fury building. You could see it. Right? Because somebody had questioned whether he had left his shift early, and he thought that it was bogus. Totally it was, screwed It up. was BS yeah. that somebody would n- narc him out like that. Yeah. So does he pass <laughs> off the buck? He passes responsibility, doesn't realize his own flaws, and lashes out when those flaws are exposed. Yes. And as you said, he's a little immature. With maturity, you take responsibility. He hasn't taken a lot okay. of responsibility. Well, the hope here is that uh, that Robbie gets to the straight and narrow because I like him, as I've said before. Now, yeah. let me ask you this. What's up? I got a laundry list here. Give me the laundry list right now, just in bullet point form, and I'll tell you if I want to hear it. Okay. Because uh, sometimes, like, you can be a little all over the place, oh, and ADD we need to make sure that we streamline this. Uh, company man, Bilotti, Uh they should actually do a three-bold-guy pod, Pete, Robbie, Sean. <laughs> Uh, Jay and Kenny, can they stop with the kick the rocks, jean jacket, 90s bully a gig? Can we can we stop with that? Can we evolve? Okay, so let's start with Brock and Berman. You heard them on Side B last week as part of the town hall, and you found them annoying. Yeah, I, I love Kenny. I love uh, he's a cool guy to hang out with. But every time we do these uh, bar hits, when we go celebrate the Joe DeLuizio departure from CBS Sports Radio or something like that, they're just too cool for school. And uh, Him and Berman, you're saying, work in tandem. Yeah. They act yeah. too cool. Too cool. And I was like, guys, come on. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a theme. There's a lot of teenagers around here. Okay. Um, you find Bilotti to be a company man, and that's a bad thing? Yeah, Bilotti's screaming that uh, you're going to work for another company on our dime. On our dime, this Pete, is, you're not paying everybody. This is about Rosenau's working for Uber while his shift is still supposed to be going on. Yes. And you find this about Pete. Bilotti? Too much of a company man. I I feel like if bosses threw the spotlight on him, he would give up everybody. Okay. You think the cockroaches would scatter? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. All right. What else you got? And Andrew's a flat lever. Andrew who? Bogus. Is a flat lever? Oh, my god. What's gosh. that? That's when uh, you're talking to somebody cool, somebody cooler walks by, and you want to start the conversation <laughs> with the cooler guy. Bogus, you're saying, is always looking for somebody cooler to talk to. The bogeyman. Yes. And will automatically leave your conversation if you're not yeah, cool. I don't trust that guy. He's too clean for me. He's too clean. Okay. And what what didn't we get to on that list? Um, Just uh, just about everything. Okay. We killed it. And uh, Robbie Rosenhaus is basically the Artie Lang. You gave him a lot of credit, or whoever wrote it up, by saying he's the Alex Rodriguez of here. Rodriguez is in shape. He's got hair. He's tan. And he's banging J-Lo. He's a little different than Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's the house and the garage and the yard. A couple of weeks ago, we had an on-air segment that we did about your host, Amy. And Amy, I guess my Twitter was open on the desktop. <laughs> Do you remember this? 
Now, I always log out of my Twitter, but apparently I, I didn't. I do with the people who log in. She goes, what should I do with this one? Okay. So apparently I'm still logged in, and she did she ask you specifically what I should do because DA is logged in? And all the time, all the time, because you're logged in the most. It's you, it's Moose, it's Lundberg, Robin Lundberg, who works on the weekends, who are logged in the most. But I always log out, so that's weird. So she's consistently asked you about what she should do when I'm logged in. I guess, what was the moral police, I, I guess I could be? You know, the she voted Trump, uh, Tom, who you mentioned earlier, he voted Hillary. I'm an independent, so I don't really choose sides. So oh, she, I'm not asking you to choose sides. I'm just I'm ch- trying no, no, to I'm gonna put together the how I form my opinion. The timeline. So she, uh, yeah, she walked in randomly one night. She goes, it's been your Twitter. It's been your CBS uh, sports bracket. It's been your email. You re- leave random stuff logged in. As you know, log out because hosts could talk about it. So she goes... Ike, should I, what should I do? He left his Twitter open. I go, follow him and mute yourself. And I don't know if she muted herself. That Do you still? <laughs> follow yourself and mute yourself? Yeah, on your Twitter, she could go find, <laughs> she could go to her name and follow herself. Just like family, when you don't talk to a certain sister or brother for uh-huh. a while, drama can build, but we're a family here. So that that's natural. How are her and Tom doing? You little pastor, Damon Amanda Lar. What's your middle name? Lawrence. What? Oh, come on, Amy Lawrence, uh, Damon, uh, Amy Lawrence Amanda Lar. <laughs> I'm sure Amy's not your second name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, all right. Uh, is it fair if I called you a spot uh, potster there? Okay, I'll, I'll explain why she could be a little intense. As some hosts deserve. All hosts are intense. That's what I'm realizing. That's yes. I think you're We're the all weirdos. We're guy. all neurotic people to work with. I think you're the coolest guy. And I was like, I would love it. Sean goes like, trust me, brother. It's a war sometimes. It's a war sometimes. Well, I was Mariah's like, David? I go, no way. He's the laziest dude that I know. So, yeah. If <laughs> Robbie I ask, is Robbie. Well, I guess so. <laughs> if I ask him to do anything, suddenly it becomes, you know, backbreaking labor in the, in the heat of Mexico. <laughs> I can't do that. All I'm asking you to do is label the podcast correctly. Oh, my God. I heard he screwed up the last edit last oh, he time. he screws up everything. Bilotti said something twice. And I-, I had to do a 3-2-1 countdown, and he kept it in. The moron that he is. <laughs> so we are all difficult to He's work with. He's walking past right now. Yeah, I know, waving. Oh, you guys having a good podcast? Yeah, we're doing great. Hopefully you label this one correctly and take out the countdown, bud. So oh are you gosh. guys? Are you guys all right? Uh yes, we're okay. all right. Like you said, uh, we can clash sometimes. Uh, well, everybody clashes. Hosts are a lot. We're we're getting paid pennies because we want to all be hosts. We're all coming for your guys' jobs. So there is at times a little friction. Um, but yeah, because it, it's cool. It's I cool. think that you. I appreciate and- the hell out of Amy. She's a single woman in her forties. You know, her birthday's coming up. I'm not going to say any age. I'm going to give her a shout-out on the air on Saturday when it's her actual birthday. I appreciate Amy. She Her her bio is the correct way she says it. She's a pioneer of sports radio, a female. She's gone through all the muck, all the BS to get to where she is. She's had to make sacrifices, as and as you told me in a personal conversation, collateral damage. And I'm feeling the brunt of that now, starting to jump on the other side of the glass. What do you mean collateral damage? With relationships. With uh, oh, I'm saying communication you, outside of your job. I'm saying that when you when you dig in your heels to a career like this, yes, you've got intense. to dot the map. You've got to move around. You've got to work tough shifts, and when you do that, everybody's personal life suffers. And I certainly had you know everybody that has ever done that knows that they have sacrificed 
seeing family or having friends or having a social life or having a relationship. So those are the collateral damage that happens to everybody. But I will appreciate the hell out of Amy whenever there's a, a, a something to speak at. Yeah, no, I mean, I so, so you guys are doing good. Yeah, yeah, it's strong. We've really built the show. It's improved 22% since she took over. 20, is that a specific number? That's a specific number 20... from a kid who works for PFP who works here, the Pro Football Focus. What? what? <laughs> so a, a Pro Football Focus scout works here and got us the numbers for our show. <laughs> I, I never know what your, is a joke and what is. There's layers to what I'm saying. Like I'm trying Tupac. to figure that out. You'll listen out. back okay. to this okay, yeah. in a year. And then be like, oh, I just caught something. Okay. I'm well, sorry, I just had caffeine. I just woke up. Because I, Amy's fantastic at what yes. she does. Okay. I know that time slot. I know solo hosting in the middle of the night is what that entails. And that is a difficult shift. That is a difficult responsibility. So the fact that she has done this now longer than I did it is a testament to her and her ability and her talents and her work ethic. So I've got all the respect in the world. Number two, I think you and Tom are fantastic. And Appreciate I'm not just that. saying this. I think you can be absent-minded. Uh, <laughs> I think that you, you sometimes... me and Robbie, we could be a spell together, right? Sometimes you just blow in like a tornado, and I'm like, what is I talking about? And <laughs> where? why is he exploding like this? And is he really mad? Is he really well, not? This you was relaxed, man. No, I know this was. So, and But I think Tom, I mean, look, that's an executive producer slot in an overnight shift where it's hard to get guests... It is hard to, like, keep it all together from a personal life standpoint. Tom's married, right? No, no. He's been an eight-year relationship, Tom. Oh. What are we doing? Thought... Throw the question. Okay. So these are all difficult challenges, and I yeah. think you guys are, I mean, you guys are really... with do... a unicorn and Amy. You know, she's one of a kind. A, a woman in this business, it's it's impressive, and it, it could be a... It's a different challenge. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had Dana Jacobson, thankfully that worked here and she was, she's phenomenal. Obviously she's incredibly, incredibly, um, you know, professional and smart. And, you know, there is a whole host of challenges that female hosts and media sports media deal with, you know? And so, um, all you guys are really good. And I just want to make sure that you guys, cause I know work on those hours, it can become combustible. Me, Brock and, and Mraz had it no. forever. You know, I mean, you're just at each other's throats all the time. You should have seen the fights that Mraz and Brock had me and Brock and Mraz, me and Brock against Mraz. I mean, it was no way. nonstop. Yeah, it was a carnival. What? Oh, and then throw Peter Schwartz in the mix, and then uh, it's just... It now, was... the good thing about us is it never got personal. It was always just, you know, we we would pound on one another and, you know, say some things or whatever, but it was fine. The ne it was always fine the next day. Cool. That's how it is, I feel, with all the shows. You know, you get intense. It's a job, you know, it, but it's it's like a team. You know, athletes come together sure. from different walks. and you It's a work. pressurized situation. Yeah. Stressful situations. Not everybody make it. And hopefully Robbie makes it. <laughs> hopefully Robbie makes it. The big cherry on top. Hopefully. Because I got to go. I got to go interview people. All right. <laughs> Mike Feldman, that's side A. Behind the scenes with the Robbie continues. USC. Behind the scenes here at CBS Sports Radio continues. Side B with Mike Carver. Producer of the Scott Farrell extravaganza coming up right now with Mraz. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show, Sister Jean Hater, Sister Jean Hater, and now host of Side B on the PGP. I have no idea what the heck just happened between Ike Feldman and DA, but like the Royal Rumble, everybody's coming off the top rope with this stupid Robbie Rosenhaus controversy. And the next guest, I'm sure, is going to come off the top rope and take some shots at me as well. It's Carver. Hi, Mike Carver from Pharrell on the Bench, who is now making a PGP debut. We've got everybody now. Shorty, what's going on, pal? From the car phone. Notice we can't get Mike Carver in studio. Busy man has to do it here from a from a car now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now you're taking shots at me for doing it from the car? I mean... A, I work at night, right? Don't I work for Earl Show? What time is for Earl Show on, Sean? I know you're a daytime guy now. 10 p.m. Come on. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern. So there you go. He's on 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And what else am I doing during the day that makes it a little hard for me to come traveling into the city to do the podcast? What do I do all day? You play daddy daycare with a baby. I take care of a one-year-old all, all afternoon. So it was a little tough for me to come sit in for 20 minutes. Believe me, I would love to. Because I love seeing the look on your face when I'm giving you the business, but I just couldn't do it today. I'm sorry. Oh, it's fair, fair enough. Okay, first and foremost, last week on the Permission Graded Podcast, which apparently now everybody at CBS Sports Radio seems to care about, Robbie Rosenhaus got taken to the woodshed. Or to, actually, it was two episodes ago. Was his stupid interview with DA where he really, you know, said nobody could shine his shoes. Yada yada yada. And your name came up as somebody who hates Robbie Rosenhaus. And you texted me after Rosenhaus cornered you, or you went to him. And, uh, you know, you, was I wrong to tell DA your hatred for Rosenhaus? Well, my grief with you is kind of the same thing as what Berman said to you last week. First of all, my grief was you had a big town hall, and my name was one of the names. Me and Berman, I think, pretty much were the two that were named the most yeah. the week before. Yep. And you never gave me the opportunity to come in for the town hall. So that bothered me. But I just couldn't believe that. You, you know, you were obviously feeding D.A. the information because, like Jay, I haven't spoke. I love D.A., but I haven't spoken to D.A. And since you guys have been in the morning, it's been, what, a year? I mean, who knows when the last time. Yeah, about I a year a now. Face, a little face-to-face with D.A. So when I, I, I didn't hear it initially, somebody let me know about it. And then I went and listened to it, and I just kept hearing my name pop up. And I'm going, geez, I mean, uh, you're making it sound like I absolutely hate this guy's guts. Uh, Robbie Rosenhaus, and look, um, there's a few things that Robbie said that are uh, a little tough to take. There's, there's no, uh, there's no, there's no about that, um, especially the shine your shoes stuff. Uh, I, I think he's dead wrong on the whole. Everybody out in that newsroom knows that I'm good or whatever it was. That he, he said, said he that. is quote the smartest person that works at CBS Sports Radio. Uh, he went. I, I think that that's a little bit of Robbie uh, embellishing. I don't think that he actually believes that. I, I disagree. Think that, I think he does believe that. No, nah, I don't think that he does. He can't possibly believe that. Uh, I And now here's what I'll say. I don't hate Robbie. I could tell you that off the bat. That's why I was a little upset. And I'll admit, I reached out to Robbie first after it happened. Okay, uh, so he didn't corner you. He only cornered Berman, just to get the facts straight. Corner, he did not corner me. I went to him. About the situation, hmm. uh, because you you know me, Sean. I mean, uh, uh, there's yeah. a reason. Why, there's a reason why uh, the ter- the mayor has been coined uh, long ago, and uh, you know I just don't like having my name put out there in such a negative light, like it was. <laughs> it in that never podcast. ends. What a politician! Well, 
but to be fair, and every time I've had an issue with Robbie in the past, before these, I don't, you know, these podcasts and all this stuff you guys have done the last few weeks, I have always gone to his face about those issues, and he will tell you that uh, the night that he Is was that tweeting right? during the half the halftime of that Saints Viking game, which I thought was nauseating, he really was driving me nuts that night. I'm not going to lie to you. And the next day, I saw him, and I went right to his face and said, "Man." You're lucky that they won on that miracle because I was ready to hammer you and so were other people. Mm. I go, you got to watch yourself. So I kind of went to him in a way of, I always go to his face uh, if he does something that I think is a little out of line. Okay, all right. Well, then I'm going to rattle off a quick, uh, you know, a couple points about Robbie, and I want you to respond to every one of them honestly then if we're going to be honest about this. Number one, this whole thing started two months ago, three months ago, when he came on with me and I called him out for leaving leaving after the third quarter when he made the trip to the NFC Championship game and not sticking it out, and he said the Eagle fans were going after him, blah, blah, blah. Should he have left the game early? Well, I uh, thought it also was a bad look for him. I, I thought that him leaving the game early was a bad look, and I know he told you the story that he was driving, like, players' wives home yeah. or something like that. There was some kind of... Which, by the way, we got verified. We had verified that that was accurate. Okay. That, right. Didn't Paul Allen verify yes. that, I believe, yes, when you but, guys were in the Super Bowl? But it so, doesn't matter. Well, look, what, what kind of day? Now, the way he makes it out on Twitter and, and talking to you, he makes it out like they, you know, they were about to throw them out of the, you know, just throw them on the field and bash their skulls. I mean, he made it sound like it was First a, of all, they wouldn't a, need to be Bobby bodybuilders to throw him out. Well, I'm just saying that it's. I'm, I'm talking about the wives and everything. It sounded like they were all going to get, you know, thrown a, thrown around by these people. I don't think it would it really have gotten to that level in the stands. I mean, honestly, I uh, think he, I think he over embellished. Like you think he over embellished okay, how smart he is. Okay, but to be fair, if Paul Allen, who we we know and love, if he verifies that uh, Robbie had to take these people out of the game. I, I guess that we have to go with it, right? Don't okay. we have to, to, yeah, to go okay. with it? Okay, yes. If his track record now isn't of a bunch of other nonsense, that, that's only the beginning. I actually, I actually had a bigger problem with uh, that NFC title game than him leaving early with the, with the story. He took some pictures that day, uh, and he noticeably did not show uh, from the neck down, as in... Uh, who knows if did he wear the Viking gear mm. to the game? I mean, that was. I uh, hope he did. That, I hope he did because he well, acts like he's a tough guy. Like, well, that. uh, that's what I and I believe I even have approached him about this. So uh, that was a question I had. I mean, this guy's talking a big game, and and uh, how come he's cutting from the neck down? That uh, you know that he's not wearing. The, you know, we don't see any Viking gear on the guy. You know, he. Was hmm. he scared to walk into the link that day with the, with the Viking gear on? Well, look, that, I mean, would, that wouldn't shock me. If you pulled him out of the he'd probably be like, well, I had to wear a polo because I was driving the player song. But now, well, no, no, no. I believe that when I brought it up to him, he told me he was wearing it and it just never showed up in the picture. That's something that, that's something that I didn't necessarily believe because he seems like a guy who would want to show that he's wearing the Viking jersey at the, in Philadelphia at the NFC title game. That's the, he seems like the kind of guy that would want to accentuate that. Yeah, that seems very, very convenient. Now, the next step with Robbie would be, if I'm asking your reaction on all things uh, Ridiculously Rosenhouse, would be now his admittance on St. Patrick's Day to leaving a shift early to drive Uber and sticking 
uh, another employee with the work and then acting like it's all right because he had to drive Uber and just thinking there's absolutely nothing wrong with leaving early on a part-time yeah, I, got, I, I had a, I obviously have an issue with that, um, as we all do. I mean, he, here's the thing. I, I mean, I don't know why you should. You're as lazy as it gets. I, I mean, uh, well, that's not I'm true. talking about you. So, But here's the thing, and I told Robbie this as well. Hey, why the hell did you even say it on the podcast? Because if I was a part-timer, you know, working, <laughs> I would go, I would be saying to people, man, you get, this guy's getting work over me. He, has, he leaves early. I'd go you know, right what? back to the office and say, why is he getting shifts over me? Exactly. That's what I said to him uh, the next day when I confronted him about the whole podcast. Uh, I said to him, why the hell are you telling people that you're leaving early? I mean, how, how silly could you be? And uh, I think that it's a bad look for him. Uh, me and you and a couple other guys have been there a long time. We grinded it out for a, a while as part-timers before we got a shot uh, to do some full-time stuff. Uh, and we're talking long hours, you know, not leaving early and, uh, you know, double shifts, things like that. And, and to see the work ethic uh, where you're leaving early. And if you have another gig that's going to pay you more, then just go do that gig. Right, you know, don't just, make yourself available and screw other people who could have worked those hours. No question. I, I, I'm, a, I'm with you on the, on the see, that's, drive that's, the Uber thing. I that's what's that that insane, was, uh, though. He sold it to DA like it was, oh, I mean, what would you expect me to do? His ability to sell when he is wrong, just I think that's what's making a lot of people turn and, as you would say, quote-unquote, hate him. Now, here, now, you guys have talked a lot over the last two weeks about his work ethic too much. And, and, and things that he does and what he doesn't do. I, uh, full disclosure here, I don't work with the guy, to, to be quite honest with you. Uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, No, just the I way had, you said full disclosure. Okay. Full disclosure here, I don't work with the guy. So I can't really tell you if he's really putting in the time the right way because I do my Pharrell show Monday to Friday at night. Uh, I'm, I'm locked in on that show. It's not like in the old days where, you know, when I was doing the nights and the weekends as the WFAN producer, you know, I was a lot more hands-on with what was going on with tape and what was going on. I worked with a lot of the part-timers then. I kind of had better grasp of the part-timers and who was doing what when. And now you don't uh, have the so same much. feel. I don't because, uh, you know, for the most part, five nights a week all year long, you know, it's me, Pharrell, and Mafia. I don't really uh, have the the interaction with everybody that I used to have when I was uh, the 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 night producer and weekend producer at the fan. So it's a, a little bit of a different feel for me. I only but, see but, what but, I see. It, yeah, if you worked with him directly, I think you'd be a little more ticked off with him. You're, you're probably right. If I had to depend on him to do something with the things that I've heard and, and things that have been said, uh, he clearly uh, would, it would come across poorly to me. And I think that you know me well enough that I'd probably say something to him. Okay. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, and I would say this, the whole reason your name got thrown in, to the whole DA thing was, well, I know you have texted me. You have not funny. been happy with the attention DA has given him. Uh, I've never said that to you. Okay. I've never said that. Well, to then you. it came from somewhere. Or, or uh, you know, are we serious with this? It was let's, something like let's that. Get, let's get to this now because this is the the real part of the problem is, well, what are you trying to do to me here? I mean, what are, what what's, what's your deal uh, feeding DA all this stuff that I may or may not have said, even mm. if I did say May or may stuff, not have. Okay. Even if I did say, well, I'm just, now you're throwing things like, uh, 
why why would DA give him the time of day? I I, I think the only person who has a problem with that is you. You're the one who has a problem. <laughs> Hold on with, here. With, with DA giving him the time of day because it, it, you know your your juice isn't getting squeezed while he's talking to Robbie or he's got Robbie in the mix. So hey. I think that you're the guy who has the biggest problem with Robbie getting a little time from DA. I have told DA this, and I'll tell you this. He wants Robbie producing the show five days a week. Have fun. That show gets sunk wow. real quick. Be, be careful here. I mean, you don't need to go that far. Nobody's looking to throw you out the window here. All Hell? we're saying is, all we're saying is, is that you, you get a little jealous when Robbie gets a chance on, on the stick with DA. You get a little uh, upset about it. I do not. He can have as much stick time as he wants. As much time, well, as much time as he wants. Okay. Well. Okay. So then, when your name was mentioned. And maybe it was fair or unfair that, that D.A. shouldn't have mentioned your name. And Berman made his case last week. And Robbie comes back and he says, quote, all these people have a problem with me couldn't shine my shoes. He's talking about you. You can't shine well, his shoes. Well, he's wrong on that. He's wrong He's wrong there. I, I mean, like I said, and I'm not a guy that hates Robbie. I, and I know he brought up that he texts with me all the time. Uh, all the time. Uh, we, we, he'll... When something's going on, like it says, if the if the Islanders are playing the Canadians, oh, he hits enough. me up. We go enough. back and forth. I know. It's, you know what really might and – and here's the one thing I'll say about Robbie. His, uh, the, the, the sports teams that he roots for, the all-over-the-map uh, ridiculousness of the sports teams. I heard him telling either you or D.A. the story with the, the David Robinson story. Oh, with the yeah. And it just yeah. happens that the Spurs go on to win a 1,000 championships. Uh, you know, the Canadians, one of the greatest franchises in NHL history. The Vikings I get with the hometown angle. Uh, I've heard so much, you know, the, the sports teams are so crazy and over the map. Uh, it's hard to get a, get a feel for that. But he does text with me. Uh, to be, I'm not going to lie here, sometimes I respond, sometimes I don't. So you ignore uh, him. You ignore him, so you would get sick I of him. him. There's sometimes I got some things going on. And I, and I don't get back to him uh, in a timely manner. I will admit that. There's no question there. Well, if you, uh, if you, you, if you didn't find him annoying, would you, wouldn't you be the first to answer him all the time then? Well, like nah. I said, it depends on what's going on. And uh, I'm sure that there's people that he texts and they don't respond at all to him. So, I'm I sure mean, there I, are. I, I respond to him. I engage with him. When I see him uh, sometimes at night when he's working, I go in and talk to him. Or he comes by and stops by and says hi to me. I just felt like you portrayed it as that I absolutely hate this guy's guts, and I thought that that was a little unfair. I didn't think that that was right uh, for true. you to do. Uh, you know, for you to speak for me, uh, I thought w- wasn't a good look. Probably true, but you know what? We need to pad the stats there on him. We absolutely need to pad it. Okay, now before wow. I let you go, because we're running a little over, I have to get to this because this is the only time I'm going to get real defense on this. Uh, we went over today on Trash Tuesday, DA killing me. Again, two days from me having the anti-sister Gene takes. Britt McHenry comes after me. He mentioned you as somebody, along with Peter Schwartz, which that is never somebody you want in your corner, as three quote-unquote dopes, I believe was his word, bashing this poor woman. How do you feel about Sister Jean? Have my back here. Well, over the weekend, I saw you get into this. And to be fair, I was on this uh, over a week ago. Oh, no. You were well ahead of me on this. I was, but I was ahead of you on a different thing. I here's my thing with the sister Jean stuff, and uh, I didn't have a problem with the with her as a person. I mean, she's a sweet old lady, uh, ninety plus years old. 
you know, uh, it's great. She's flying all over the country to see her team play. And I didn't have as big a problem. You crossed the line, I thought, with the wheelchair comment with, uh, you know, wheeling her out of there at the end of the game on well, Saturday night. Well, point. Here was my problem with Sister Jean. I had a problem with the commercialization of Sister yeah. Jean. I had a problem with the bobbleheads. I had a problem with the T-shirts. I had a problem with the cappuccino with her face on it. You know, I had, I had an issue with how Sister Jean was being uh, commercialized the way that she was, and I personally thought it took away from the kids and the coach, who honestly, people have already forgotten their names. Nobody knows who played on that team. Nobody knows who coached that team. And, but who are they going to remember? They're going to remember Sister Jean. I had no problem with Sister Jean being there. I, had, I Unlike you, I didn't have a problem with her leaving with three minutes left in a game no, on She Saturday. pulled a Rosen house. She's in a, she's in a wheelchair. they got to get her out of there. I get all that. But I thought that the bobbleheads and the T-shirts and all that stuff was a little over the top. So I was in your corner uh, on probably 75 to 80% of the Sister Jean stuff. Uh, D.A. called me a dope about it. I didn't know that. I didn't I, know I was a, you know. I believe, and he also made a comment about me and Schwartz telling us to go break another chair instead of bashing Sister Jean. I think that was a fact. Well, yeah, I didn't see that yesterday. I know he took some swipes at you on Monday's show, and I, I, I thought believe, I saw that. I believe you were mentioned today, yes, as well. Okay, well, because I know I, what I saw yesterday, because I do get to go back, and I during the day I check out a little bit of your guy's show, the videos that get popped up on Twitter and, or on Facebook or whatever. So I did see a little action from yesterday. I did not see today, so I don't know if he called me a dope, too. Look, you can call me a dope if you want. Uh, I just thought that she took away from the kids and the coach, and, and it was just too much commercialization of Sister Jean. I didn't have a problem with Sister Jean being at the games or anything like that. I thought it was too much with the bobbleheads and the coffee and the press conferences and all that. That was too much. All right. Well, at least we cleared the air on several things here. Uh, you want to give your Twitter plug here as we wrap up? Uh, at Carver High, CBS, of course, the Pharrell on the Bench show, Monday through Friday, 10 East on CBS Sports Network. Well, look at that. CBS Sports Radio. He knows how to plug. He knows how to CBS plug. CBS Sports Radio. You could, you, could, you could fix that part, pal. Okay. <laughs> you follow me. At Mraz CBS. Well, thanks very much for joining us on the PGP car. Maybe next time we'll get you in the studio when you're done playing Daddy Daycare. Next time, I promise you, if you want me to come on, I'll come in studio and do it. All right. Well, that'll do it for the PGP this week. Have a great week, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.